Ernest, what's going on? Traditional universities are outdated and don't teach you how to become an entrepreneur. They just teach you how to become an employee. You go to school for four years and you leave with nothing but debt. But here at EYL University, our curriculum is much different. Our university teaches you real-world skills that you can use to gain financial freedom right away. In traditional universities, you learn from professors that have never did what they teach, and they teach you how to become an employee. At our university, we use instructors that are currently successful in a specific field that they teach, and they teach you how to become an entrepreneur. For a limited time only, you can join EYL University for 25% off of the annual membership. Learn about stock credit, real estate, crypto, and more. Go to EYLUniversity.com right now and sign up to become an earner. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. This is amazing to see. Woo. Jaleel, I need some footage of this. 4,000 people here for financial hey, literacy. Come here, Jaleel. Come here, Jaleel. Everybody's phones up. We're going to do the backwards bit so we can see everybody behind us. Because without them, there's no InvestFest, there's no us. So shout out to everybody behind us. We love you. Love. That's a big fat. That's a big fat. We love y'all. This, this is amazing, man. This is amazing. I don't even know what to say, but I'm just truly humble. Sometimes up, in up. life, you just got to soak in the moment. We decided to do this eight weeks ago. We funded this out of our own pocket. And hey, hold on, hold on. Don't breeze over that. Don't, he, he was about to breeze over that. I want y'all to look around. There's not one sponsor here. Everything you see is powered by Earn Your Leisure. Clap it up for that. And, and every... Everybody that's working is a black company, from the security company to the AV company to our event planner. Talk about that. We, 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 we didn't make no mistakes about this, right? We look outside, I said, that's us. We look in this room, that's us. You look at production, say it louder. You look at Earn Your Leisure, you look at MG the mortgage guy, that's us. We did this shit, right? Look, I told y'all, we came into the game not asking no favors, not begging no pardon, demanding the respect. We got it now, it's ours. So without, without further ado, this is something that I'm extremely, extremely excited about. Oh, this gonna be fun. If you watched Earn Your Leisure from the beginning, you know it's a unique situation because it's a gumbo of business, investing, and culture. We grew up on sports, we grew up on music, and we learned business, we learned investing, but we always blended that together. Fashion, all of that was always woven in the threads of Earn Your Leisure. So this panel is one of the most eclectic panels I think ever put together. <laughs> it's gonna be a good and one. It's, it's gonna, we're gonna have a lot, a lot of fun. So first and foremost, let's, let's get into this conversation. Kenny, I wanna start with you, because we, it's a home game for you. We in Atlanta. You are Mr. Atlanta. You've been here for over 20 something years. You know, used to see this size gatherings for Freak Nick, things of that nature. I would imagine that you would have never seen, thought you see 4,000 black people 
here for financial literacy in your city. So before we even start, we're going to talk about a lot of things, but how have you seen the transition and just the movement and the wave of financial literacy? You are in the financial literacy capital for black America in Atlanta. So what's, 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 your, what's your thoughts on how this has emerged in front of your eyes? First of all, give yourselves a round of applause because you want the information. Um, I curse, but don't take the curse words away <laughs> from actual information. But this motherfucker just said freak Nick. That dates me like a motherfucker. <laughs> but I was here when freak Nick was popping as an 18-year-old college student uh, at Morris Brown College. Uh, I ran the AUC on the party side, you know, brought the greatest ever, Jay-Z, Big, Pac, Snoop. And when I came here, the, the flag was being planted in the soil. LaFace records that came, Dallas Austin's, uh, Jermaine Dupree were all producing records. Criss Cross did four million records in hip hop, had never been done before. TLC, all these groups were representing a culture that would become a billion, multi-billion dollar, uh, you know, business. And seeing this, it not only warms my heart because this is where it happened for me, but it warms my heart because what we believed in then became an actuality. It became a real thing. If you look across the globe, the South has been producing some of the biggest hits in the last 20 years in music. They've welcomed industry here like film. They've welcomed you know, Tech Square here now, we have an actual technology hub for startup companies, and it just warms my heart. So I want to salute you guys, because I was already fans just of the humans, but to see all these motherfuckers, I'm like, damn! <laughs> Congratulations. Jim, Styles, I'm, I'm gonna throw it to you now. Y'all been in this game, the music industry, for three decades. Almost three decades, right? It's, mid-90s. Make some noise for that. Make some noise for that, for real. And you came up in an era where it was a lot of bottles popping, a lot of champagne being spilled, a lot of frivolous spending. There's a shift happening. We can see it in this room. I'm wondering, from your perspective, are you seeing a shift in the industry from artists? Obviously, I know you guys are entrepreneurs, but the artists from your generation and the younger artists, are you seeing a shift from that lifestyle to more of that entrepreneurial business mindset? Jim's mic needs to um, be adjusted. For the the for diamonds the, affected the frequency. Uh, <laughs> for the most part, I see uh, a lot of the artists being way more conscious about business. You hear them talk about real estate, you hear them talk about where all the NFTs going in, you hear people talk about they got uh, food chain stores, like it's just, it's a lot of consciousness about business. Are they really really adamant about doing it or are they really executing and attacking? I, I don't see that much, that as much as they're talking about it, if that makes sense. Okay. Style? That's kind of a 50-50 answer for me. Um, I feel like the, the, this generation of rappers make tons of more money and that's what the purpose of every game is for the generation coming behind us to make more than we did. Um, I think our generation set the standard as far as your um, Jay-Z's, Puffs, 50s, Dipsets, P 
people who show you that if you're going to do music, also do other things. Like if you look at all the richest guys in the industry, they do more than music. And most of them are very rich from things other than music. So I think the young people understand that. I think just when, the, as Jim said, when I think when you're in it and you're kind of young, the flash and pop sort of distracts you. But I think a lot of them do have great heads on their shoulders. They um, negotiate pretty good deals. I think they just have to do less stupid shit. <laughs> 19, let me, let me ask you this. Um, you have become a superstar online and a mentor of sorts. Um, Kyrie Irving, I know Kevin Durant taps in. I know you're good friends with Jimmy. Um, so how have you seen as far as you play two sides of the coin, part of, you know, in the conscious world, but you're also in, you know, the economic world as well. So how has social media changed the, the pendulum where now a lot of artists and ball players are maybe looking at, you know, people that's on social media that are in the activist lane and the financial literacy chain for mentorship because they previously were not provided that mentorship from, you know, other people in their area or their business managers or their agent. They could relate to somebody like you more than they could relate to their agent or their business manager. First of all, peace to the family. How everybody doing today? Let me get some noise, man. This is, this is a new stage for me, so everybody's here a little more used to speaking on stage and especially with a mic. So I got to warm up my vocals by introducing myself as 19 Keys. Uh, my name is Jabril Fuad Muhammad. Um, and I think that's important to say because there wasn't a time where every stage would allow for dangerous conversation. Yeah, right? he's on the left. Speakers of truth. I tell people all the time, if you want to compete with me, you got to speak more truth than me. Mm. It ain't about the money, it ain't about the cars, it ain't about how many followers, it's about whatever the truth is. And for the most part, what I'm seeing is black men becoming more fearless and wanting to expand beyond the illusion that they built themselves as. And environment is stronger than nature, so in order to change your environment, you got to be around the right people. You got to have somebody who can tell you something other than the people who you are insulated with. And what I do is I provide a new consciousness for people, a new perspective, a new way of looking at things, and the thought leaders are the new leaders that run the world. You understand me? Because specifically, you becoming responsible for the generations to come. So when somebody tap in with me, I think they tap in, number one, a bridge, a bridge between streets and a bridge to that higher consciousness, right? But also, I want to make sure that I deliver it in a manner that makes people comfortable enough to tap in, right? Throughout the years, either you got the conscious side who broke, right? The poor, righteous teacher. But when I came in the game, it was more so how do we turn this into the rich and righteous? to where you can have your higher morals, decency, and number one, the high value is based on your character, not your dollar amount. So I think with the lack of masculinity that exists, I represent masculinity in everything that I do, and I'm gonna always do that. So those that want to get tapped in and their environment is not representing those values, and especially not only that, we do real business. You understand me? So I can talk it in many different facets, industries, and skill sets, and I can teach people how to think like a free man. Because some people are high-value slaves. And when you want to think free, you have to go to somebody who's free. 
That's why we have 19 keys oh, on the pen. Oh, man. Keys different. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, let me ask you this, bro. Allow, allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> you see my motherfucking outfit. I didn't came to play. <laughs> Talk to him, man. Yo, K KB, I'm glad that you did that because that's why I wanted to actually go there with you. Everybody up here is extremely authentic and has never really budged on who they are, even in our interactions since we've known each other. Can you talk about the power of leveraging your authenticity? Say it one more time. Leveraging the power of your authenticity. Yeah, I think you can't really get nothing in life unless you show up your, you know, your authentic self. I don't think, you know, we could get some money, we can get some relationships, we can attain some things, but until you really match your product and your purpose, which equals your true authenticity, you will not get the benefits or the fruits of your labor. And I. I honestly, I've been getting money for a long time and I didn't meet my purpose and my product until the pandemic. Mm. And, and a lot of people in here that know me and have heard of me, have followed me, know I only build and, and inspire and speak truth. But when I say meet product, meet purpose, it's talking about literally nothing impure in the way in your journey going forward. Now. We all lie to ourselves daily about some shit we need or we think we need. And we got to get these mirrors out. Reach under your chair right now and get the mirrors from under your chair. Look down, I'm just playing. But we all, we all have to face the truth. And until you can tell yourself the motherfucking truth in your career, in your relationship, and whatever you're trying to accomplish, you will not reap the benefits without being authentic. And I think a lot of times it gets lost because this generation is the most powerful generation ever. What you have with this motherfucker right here, you could do anything you want to do. And the problem is you can also be who you want to be, which don't necessarily tie into the actual you. So I don't want that to go over nobody's head but that's called authenticity. Let's, let's get into this, yes. Let's get into this NFT crypto conversation, Jim. Um, you came on our show and you talked about Capo Coin. Um, so why is it important for artists? You are artists that came up in an era where it was cash. Cash rules everything around me, right? Now cash is almost obsolete and we're in a crypto world. We're moving towards a crypto digital space. So. Why is it important specifically for artists to adapt to the new world as far as cryptocurrency and NFTs? Um, there's a lot of pros for, for the artists or the people of influence. Um, when I got into it, I really didn't understand the power of crypto and where it was going. And, and I met a great dude by the name of Noel from Zap Theory and started explaining everything for me from NFTs to where the crypto was going. And this was the reason why I created my own coin, which is Capital Coin, because I've been watching what Bitcoin been doing, I've been watching what Ethereum been doing, but the one that struck me the most, I believe, was Dogecoin because of how Mark Cuban went about it and actually using it as a social, as social currency as opposed to just people cashing in. So now anything that his uh, basketball stadium, you can, if you have Dogecoin, you could go in there and purchase T-shirts, Frank's, pause, 
uh, pretzels. <laughs> with, <laughs> the glizzy. <laughs> no glizzies, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, with that being said, I just, I decided to, uh, we decided to create the Capricorn, uh, our own social currency, which was uh, powered by the community. Um, meaning that where so many mom and pop stores within our community, barbershops, nail salons, bodegas, restaurants. I'm trying to have these places in all our communities now accept Capricorn as currency where you can pay for whatever item you would like to in that store. And what else? Yeah, clap it up for that, man. Come on. <laughs> but um, I, know, I know everybody like a good discount, so Capital Coin, wherever anybody uses Capital Coin, it will come with maybe a 10% discount already built in at any one of the stores that will accept this as payment. So what you were saying about the artists is, so now, say a Meek Mill did a coin, and all the stores in Philly end up started accepting a Meek Mill coin, or say a Young Thug did a, Young Thug did a coin in Atlanta, and all the stores in Atlanta started, so now we starting to control a narrative when it comes to our own currency and buying our own things and things like that because we have our own money and as it gets deeper and deeper pretty soon we won't have to use the actual dollar because everybody will have their own currency just like Jamaica, just like China, just like all of these countries out here. That's how I'm thinking about it. But you have people like Mark Cuban that's actually doing it because of the support system. Once again, that was said, you can't do nothing without a strong support system. So here we are in the midst of the culture, the most powerful group of individuals ever to put money out there. But it's hard when dealing with my comrades inside of this industry right, to right, actually right. support the same way they would support the Dogecoin, the same way they would put support the Bitcoin, the same way they would support the Ethereum, not knowing that we have more power than all of those platforms. Yeah, right, right. Well, uh, so that's interesting. Why do you think that is, right? Because it'd be easy for us to support your music, right? Your comrades support your music, but when it comes to something that is innovative, that can change the generation of finances for families forever, why isn't it the support there from the artist standpoint? I mean, we stuck in a game where everybody's for themselves. It's not too much real camaraderie or sportsmanship with inside this game. So it's hard to get other artists to actually support and promote something that you're doing that doesn't have no benefits for them. Everybody has their all ulterior motive. But it's funny because I could name 10 people and if they was the post capital coin, we will all be swimming in money that fast. Because it's all about the wave and the rush when it comes to the cryptocurrencies and when it comes to the NFTs and all these things. It's about the support system and how many people are actually pushing it and how many people of notoriety are actually pushing it. It's no different than a Richard Millie watch. Jay-Z rock a Richie Millie watch. Every one of these rappers need a Richard Millie watch. It's that simple in the game for us. And it would be no different with cryptocurrency once we once we explain to our people how important cryptocurrency is for the future because the dollar is about to be no more. So the power we have in rap music is there. The camaraderie is not. And that's what we're working on right now. Yeah, you brought up a good point. Yeah, that's a fact. On Market Mondays, you said that. On Ernie Lee, you said that, where it was like um, we control all of these situations. It's like even Doge, a lot of that was spurred by our community. 
it became really big, and then rappers start rapping about it and all that, and then it goes up. How about this one? When, when, whenever Elon Musk says something, all these rappers and people think that he is the god almighty. Oh, Elon Musk just said it. Let's just go jump on it. But he's just using us because he know we're the wave. Right, right, whatever right. He could put, whatever he can use us to put our finger on it, he know that he's going to win. We are the majority. We, we make the money. and we, You understand what I'm saying? So we need to understand our power so that we can build our own community up. Because if I have a coin, if Stal has a coin, if... Kenny Burns have a coin, 19 have a coin. Like, we can't lose. We need to, we need to invest in ourselves a little bit more. Invest fest. Invest in yourself. <laughs> I so, want, just real quick, so, and, and the, I agree with your point, but one could look at it and say, if you have a coin, you have a coin, you have a coin, and you have a coin, can we get further as individuals, or can we come together united for one? What, what would your thoughts be on that? Well, there's no different than the currencies that's around the country now. And I'm not saying everybody can have a coin. It's not going to work that, like that way. But people of influence can have a coin. People that have a support system, people that have people that believe in them and follow them can have a coin. And them coins can run cohesive with each other. There's no one coin better than the other coin. Now, your coin might be worth a, a, a dollar. My coin might be worth two cents. But it's no different than when you get dollars from Jamaica. It's still currency. My God. Yo, I, I want to just add, say something on that, too. Yeah, I just want to add that I think the overarching of what you're saying is just lack of support in general. Because if you are the first, I don't know any other rappers that jumped out there with a currency. Why would they not support that in a way? But, you know, this whole business, and they might not say it, but 95% of these people are suckers and don't give a fuck about it's, each other. It's sad, though, because these same rap, and I'm not pointing nobody, I'm just talking about the rap game in general. They'll text you, like, yo, post my album up for me. Yo, they'll text you, like, post this my birthday, yo, throw this picture up for me. But I can't text them and tell them, yo, throw this capo coin up for me. They like, what's the business, Jack? How's it coming back? You heard? Mm. Mm. You heard? <laughs> but at the oh. same time, though, when it comes to the blockchain, we can eliminate every single issue that we got, right? Because even if all of us got a coin, that's just a smart contract that filters into each other. So as my coin go up, yours go up. So the biggest issue that we got in our community is trust and agreement. We can't create co cooperation. America was funded by families who put together trust and treaties. That's what America operates off. If you take away the treaties and the trust that America was founded off of, America don't have a leg to stand on. So at the end of the day, any issue that we have is based on us not looking for the solutions, because the solutions exist. So we can talk about the problems till we blew in the face, but at the end of the day, the white boys is running all the institutions, they owning all the platforms, and they working together. So the, the, the thing that we need to ask is, for all of those who are in agreement, right, who, who, who want to come together for a common denominator, how come we, those who speak about the solutions, not working together? So really, it's more so about, all right, let's say if all of the leaders of the culture right now decided to come together and you want to do fractional ownership of something or you want to have a, a, a ownership of a coin together, you can easily turn that into a billion dollars. It's very simple. A coin is based on tokenomics, right? So if you teach people the tokenomics, how do you hype what's up the, the what's coin? What's the math on that, God? So, <laughs> let's man, go. You know, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, but beyond that, the math on the tokenomics, um, that comes from this white psychologist by the name of B.F. Skinner. And what he wanted to do was tokenize behavior, right? Good behavior through 
incentivization. So created what he called a token economy, right? Have increments of value that people can distinguish for their behavior, right? If I give you an A, that's a good grade that makes you want to study, right? You go to a Chuck E. Cheese, they have coins, you utilize those to play the games, you get a reward. It's the same thing in cryptocurrency, right? So if we'll say we go to Chicago and we say we want to incentivize the neighborhood to decrease crime. So we make everybody in that neighborhood a coin holder. And if the crime decreases by 30%, then they get a flood of tokens. So we will increase, we will incentivize good behavior in that neighborhood. So tokenomics is the study of understanding the ecosystem of how these tokens get distributed and how they're going to work in a broader economics. So for us, when it comes to hip hop, when it comes to any part of the culture, how do we move in agreement? And that's simply utilizing the blockchain to create wealth and to create a trustless system. Because I don't have to trust you about a, a, a something wrong in that contract, you know, somebody go get uh, uh, jealous over here, envious or greedy. No, whatever we agree to in the smart contract is gonna operate without the man and his vices. So if we all come together and decide that the smart contract is we gonna build wealth and for every city has their own coin, right? You got an Oakland coin, where I'm from, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got, we got a New York coin, we can break it down to boroughs, I know how y'all do, you understand me? <laughs> uh, Chicago, Atlanta, wherever we wanna go. And if you support that city, you understand me, or you visit that city, of course you wanna own that coin. And then each coin can have different uh, incentives on why you will own it. The same thing can happen with NFTs and every single thing that we do. The conversation just needs to be, all right, let's sit down, have a partnership agreement today, and it don't take nothing but 24 hours to create a coin. So you also gotta be careful out there, but at the same time, it's like, the only excuse that we have is the excuses we keep making. Could you, could you, could you, could you, could you tell them in layman's term what a smart contract is? I don't wanna lose nobody. Good question, Jim. So. <laughs> A smart contract is essentially an automated way for you to utilize the blockchain, right? So let's say if me and Jim Jones create an agreement, right? Um, every time somebody buys his, his uh, cryptocurrency or his NFT, and we get into NFTs later, but each one is backed by a smart contract to say that every time you sell it, a royalty goes to me and a royalty goes to you. We can decide what percentage that's going to be or not. We can say 10% go to Styles, right? We can say 20% gonna go to the audience, whoever's a holder of it, but the smart contract says that whatever we program into it, it will automate without us. So whatever we agree at that moment and we press the button on, no one can change it. So therefore, I don't have to trust you, we just trust the agreement that we came up with and let it run automatically, and then everybody else do their jobs on how we do the marketing, the branding, and we selling it. Mm. And, it and that's, that's for infinity, right? Huh? The smart contract is for infinity once you press it, right? Yeah, so with the smart contract, that goes for cryptocurrency the way that you actually build it out with the developers. So you set the parameters on what you want the actual coin to do or the NFT to do. And then after that, it's set and go. So we can literally create wealth and make it set and go. And it, you can get as creative as you want to. So the blockchain eliminates excuses and it allows us to create the wealth we've been looking for by utilizing digital assets and the technology that becomes our reparations. But none of that happens if you don't stop hating and stop supporting. I got, so I want to I go to a, a, a segment that everyone here has uh, in-depth investment in, and that's health and wellness. 
Um, and I heard you say something earlier, Kenny, that you didn't find your purpose until the pandemic. But Styles, I want to start with you because I know music is something that has been gifted to you, right? Some people are talented, some people are gifted. I feel like you've been gifted with music. Do you feel like now with the Juice Bar and Juices for Life, and I know you have the supplements, and I, I talked to you backstage about the supplements, how they help my, me during my struggle. Is this now your purpose? Do you feel like the health and wellness industry is where you're supposed to be, and that's what your, your life was calling for? I want to be very clear on this. The health industry is where we're all supposed to be in here. The easiest way to knock us all off is food, water, and miseducation. Now, everything that's been spoken in here, um, it was a lot of Jews in a short amount of time. But I'm going to try to go back on something. Yeah. Until, until we start feeling good about ourselves, personally, you all have families. Your first priority has to be you. Not your wife, not your husband, not your kids. You have to do your best to be the best you so you could be there for them. And then that message goes on. And then it spreads. And then that crab in the barrel mentality bullshit leaves. You That's don't a have fact. to be... We Stand are all up on the that same one. energy. Now I want to give y'all some real life talk because I almost, I almost, I'm, it, it touched hey. my soul because the other day I was on a, um, a group text. We was talking some business. Jim's on a text. And I told him my mind's not in a good space because something's happening with one of my other businesses. Jim, hit me on the side. Boom, here, P. Hit this person, hit this person, hit that. He didn't give a fuck about no verses, about no money, about no chains. This is my brother. We, we go back for years. Ego and pride is what kills us. Being in this rat race is what kills us. You got to invest in yourself. And then, because the bigger picture, really, everybody who's in here, you really want to eat so your fucking kids could be okay. And if we and him is in a rat race, if I want my watch to be bigger than his, if I want my Lambo to be faster than his, how is that helping me or his kid? It is not. It's not going to help at all. Like, even in the back, it, it, I don't want everybody to be plant-based. I am a plant-based person. I am not God. That is not my call. That is not my call to Talk make. To him. Okay. I, don't, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't tell people what to eat or how to eat, but like even as a, as a, as a brown king, we was in the back, y'all was eating y'all food, and I'm like, I'm looking at Troy and Rashad, I'm like, damn, I, I want to tell them, don't eat shrimp. You know what I mean? Because- That wasn't us. No, but here, here, I'm gonna give you, I'm, I want to- No, I love you, chef. I wanted to tell you, no, the shrimp was beautiful, but this is what I want to say is that, your health means something to me. Because one thing we have to do is start looking up what we put in our body as much as what we put on our body. Just take a little time and say, what is this going to do to me? What is it going to do for me? What is it going to do in the long run? What is it going to do in the short run? And if my kid is watching me do it, what is he going to do? Like, I believe this man helped me because he gets up because he, he's full of love joy, and he's striving to be a better him every day. I'm striving to be a better me every day. So we kind of in the same spirit trap, whether we like it or not. All of us in this room, white, black, short, tall, and different, we all connected to a same energy. We got to start tapping into that energy and start supporting each other. And that's got to be the new wave. So when you ask me about health, 
it always used to be for my religious people, God is in the family. So don't God, family, hip hop, such and such. It's, it's just God, health, then hip hop. That's it, because without, what is, we can't enjoy everything we all came here to get because we want money. I love nice shit, trust me. I love it, love it, love it. I love spending, I love vacations, I love nice cars, I love a foreign, I love the shit. But we gotta wanna see each other win. And then we, we really getting distracted by the fucking na 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 na, I'm doing better than you. That's not good, bro. That's not gonna work. We gotta eat good, take care of each other, love each other, spread a good energy. We all mentally screwed up one way or the other. So let's tap in, love each other, be kind, and we push forward that way. So eat good. Well, you, that's a fact. Clap it up for that, y'all, for real. Let me just follow up on that as far as uh, eating good because a lot of it. So this is a financial literacy um, conference, right? Festival. And a lot of us have been miseducated on money, right? We don't necessarily know have a good relationship with money. A lot of us have been miseducated with food also, right? Even growing up, it's like you're eating macaroni, rice, and bread. You're like three carbs. It's breaking down in your body of sugar. And then you, you're saying that diabetes is, runs in your family. No, it's like bad diet runs in your family, right? Right, 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 so, right? That's a fact. That's a fact. So like you said, eating right. What, sh what is eating right? Because you hear a lot in alkaline. Like what, what is eating right? I think for... That's different from each person in this room. I think that it, I think you gotta start wanting to take care of yourself. Drink water, stop eating as much fried things, stop eating white things, stop eating processed things, and don't just jump into it, but just say, all right, I ate some bullshit yesterday, last night, let me eat a salad or some fruit now. I think it really has to start like that. You have to, you have to start on a small scale to just say, for me personally, like, I, I, I just always try to think about the kids, so I'm like, if you ain't here, or you ain't here, then what's, you know, like, we need y'all to. Look at this room. Look how this room is packed. Now, if you don't start G-checking what he, he's eating, he don't start G-checking what you're eating, and then you're back in the hospital, what are you going to spend the money on? Hospital bills. So it's about saying, how do I start feeling good about myself, and let me start looking up the things I'm putting in my body. Let me look it up. You know how much your sneakers cost. You know how much your hat costs. You know how much your watch costs. You know where it's from. Shit. You even got a dog. If you got a dog and that dog don't shit twice in a day, you scared to death for your dog. You wondering what the hell happened to the dog? But did you ask your kid, did he shit twice today? A lot of y'all walking your dogs don't know how much your kid's pooping. So I think it's making sure you're eating things that's making sure when you eat, you're using in the bathroom. Yeah. Eat, use the bathroom, eat green stuff, drink water, eat fruits, walk, stretch, pray. Use your phone for information. Yeah. We get really lazy when it comes to information for doing good. Like dog, you just looked up everything on the internet with that naked chick, that car, this and that. You could look up what that food do and yeah. I think it starts with that. Just wanting to feel better about yourself, make a personal assessment of where you are. No one's, not that many people are 100%. You're gonna go back and forth. But as long as you start making a conscious effort that when you do something bad, eat something bad, put something bad in your system, you start balancing it out with putting something good in your system, I think you'll start feeling emotion and of investigating more food and what it does for you and the benefits of it. That's a fact. Jim, it's crazy because, you clap it up for that for sure. Yeah.
when we first met, uh, I told you what you meant to us on the workout tip. Like, we used to work out, even the crazy part is when we were working out, we came up with Ernie Leisure. Shotty, we was working out, he said, yo, you wanna do a podcast? I said, yeah, he said, what are we gonna do today? I said, let me see what Jones did. And I pulled up your workouts. And then we were doing those for months. And so, I wonder now how, how you feel, because I feel like the music is great, but you're helping people on a, in another aspect now. What's that feel like to know that you're helping people from a health standpoint, staying alive and keeping their spirits up by doing that, the Vamp Life workouts? What's that like for you? Um, I mean, I, 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 genuinely, I genuinely like helping people. I genuinely like giving. So for me to be able to use my platform that people look at and follow and is doing something for them, it makes me smile. That's what type of person I am. I can make somebody smile, it makes myself, it makes me feel good. I've, I've been through so much in my life that at this point, me giving back is something that puts me in a great mood, you know what I mean? So if me working out every day is helping out the people, I'm gonna keep doing it, you know what I mean? I do it for myself, like you said, like, like I wanna look good, I wanna look good for, for when I go home for my woman, I wanna, I wanna feel good, I wanna look strong when I'm with the youngsters, it's just something about being in shape and, and eating the right things. That was, it's funny because somebody, one of my friends said to me the other day, yeah, you be working out, but you be eating a lot of bullshit, man. <laughs> I was getting to the diet. <laughs> and I try, to, I try to combat that with working out so hard, but Styles is right. It's about what you put in your body more than anything. Like working out is, they say is 80% diet. And for most people, the diet is trash. So I encourage everybody to start eating right, but encourage everybody to work out as much as you can. At least, let's say, work out at least four times a week. If you all could do that, and that don't mean trying to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. That means getting up and walking, getting up and jogging, playing basketball, whatever it is you could do that makes the body move and make that blood move and make that energy move. That's what you need to be doing. KB. Now, obviously, we looking up to you as a big brother. We've seen you every day working out. Is that something that's always been part of your regimen, or is that something, as you've gotten older, you decide, I gotta take better care of my body. Has that always been something that you've been into? Just so y'all know, I'll be 49 years old in October. And if I didn't eat right, or if I didn't work out and take care of myself, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have this skin. I wouldn't be blessed with, you know what I'm saying, the things that I'm blessed with physically. And I really wanna attribute this to changing the blueprint I saw growing up. We all grew up in dysfunction. A lot of us here grew up single parent homes. You just saw all the bad things. I was talking to uh, one of my partners backstage and um, we're just talking about, you know, what I was taught as far as women. I've been married 22 years this October too. And so you go through these things in life not really knowing until you have them in front of you what you're supposed to tell your sons, how you're supposed to treat your wife and the things that work for you. And for me, man, it's just honestly been about being a better version of myself at every step. And you know, feeling good is, is, is energy. Feeling good resonates. Feeling good makes people around you feel good. And I think, you know, when I show up, the reason I get paid like one of these brothers with a hit single when I come host in their city is because they know they're going to get good energy. They're going to have fun. The birthday girl's going to have a time of her life. You know what I'm saying? It's a thing. And so I want to encourage everybody, though, because just like these two brothers were saying, like all these brothers on the stage, it really starts with you. 
And nothing is going to come to you if you smell funny because of the shit you eat or you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like that, you think I'm playing? <laughs> Keep eating this bullshit and, and, and what's, what's that smell? Y'all smell that shit? It's this motherfucker right here. <laughs> he got the onion lotion. <laughs> he wearing that onion lotion again. So I just, and I'm playing, but I'm not. I just think it's important for us to realize what's best for us. And what's best for us all is living. We got to live, y'all. We can't live if we keep doing these things to our body. Health and wealth. 19, I want to ask you about health. But before I ask you about wealth, I want you, we're in 2021. I want you to take us into the future. You one of the smartest people I know, man. I want to talk about augmented reality. I want to talk about the Microsoft glasses. I want to talk about all of that stuff. I love to hear every time that you speak. So take us into the year 3000 with all of that. <laughs> you see the headband. Man. The, the, the crown, the crown. Man. In the year 3000, if we could pay the picture, number one, vision is very important, right? People ask me about the future all the time. They say, what the future go be? And the moment somebody asks that, you ask them about another man's plans for your life. So the question becomes is, what are we going to make the future? And that future is going to be created by the minds that live in here today. When I give people observations, high-level observations is about controlling what you see. Low-level observations is about being controlled by what you see. I want to say one thing about health, though. How many of people in here ever got the itis? Raise your hand. The itis. You got tired after you ate. Some people selling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up! Everybody the itis is a suffix for inflammatory disease, such as arthritis, hepatitis. So when we get tired after we eat, it's literally our body attacking itself, telling you that this is not good food. I can't process it. I don't have the cells within my body to absorb the information for this food so it can properly act to give you life. So we do too much living to eat instead of eating to live. So if you want to start with a resource, start reading How to Eat to Live by the underboy Elijah Muhammad. Now, we can get into the vision now. We got, we gonna live a little longer. <laughs> I want to say this, you know, planning for the future is, is not to be considered an African thing to do, right? They say there's not too many words in uh, about the near future in the African language. But we have many words about the future in the English language, right? Tomorrow, the next day, many different ways to where we voice ourselves into the future. And they say, man can do two things about power. He can try to take power by space, or he can take power by time, right? The time power is based on creating institutions, right? The number one institution in the world is the family institution. You project an idea in an order, a crest and a language into the family, and each person born in that family projects those ideas and that power into the future. The future for us specifically is black family. There is no greater future than us coming together, creating our trust, our LLCs, our essential products, getting our health together, getting our mental health together, you understand me, getting our energy and then writing down plans on what we want to do to project ourselves into the future. Now, specifically, 
One way that we can do to control our narrative, because there's a study that says by 2053, black people in America go have 0% wealth. How many people believe that? I mean, y'all don't sound too sure. Not this room. <laughs> but see, the way that you create a future is you impression the mind with ideas. But if we have an idea to say two, by 2053, we're going to have the same amount of wealth proportionate to our population size. Then we got to get realistic. Well, how do we do that? Well, blockchain creates the opportunity for us to bridge the gap between wealth and accesses the new wealth, right? Everything that was a liability can now be creatively turned into a business model, into an asset, right? We can become our own banks. Because in order to talk about the future, I don't want to just talk about, you know, everything that everybody else is doing. I want to talk about things that we can do, specifically. But when we look at what everybody else is doing, it gives us an observation on exactly what we can use to do what we need. Right? So when we talk about things like spatial reality, you're talking about emerging economies that our people are going to be on the consumer end of. You're talking about people looking at NFTs and saying, man, I don't know, that's a scam. People just washing their money. Because these people are still utilizing the past to dictate their future instead of connecting to the technology of now to create their solutions. Heavy ball. Big ball. Y'all gonna think about that shit at home later on like this thing. <laughs> what, what, is, what is spatial reality? Because so, I want to make sure that everybody understands the conversations that yes, we sir. have. We got to relay the information to on the ground level so everybody can have a clear understanding. I want everybody to look up the HoloLens by Microsoft, right? They're utilizing this technology to where I can take glasses like the one that I have on right now and it can eliminate the need for a phone because I can just press a button on the glasses and all of a sudden the phone pops up. Not only does the phone pop up in my hand, in this spatial reality, because it takes up digital space, I can move it around, right? Not only I can do that, I can press FaceTime, right? It doesn't take up space, but space is the new real estate. That's why Donald Trump created the Space Force. You think he's talking about outer space, he's talking about all the space. You know what I'm talking about? Then, when you're talking about NFTs, why would they be valuable? Right? Because if everybody came in here and this stage had nothing on it, but you put on glasses and the only geographical location that we're going to uh, stream this talk was right here on the stage, you got to still sit in those chairs. But when you see the malls becoming empty, now you're talking about, all right, what would they turn into? Right? So spatial reality is something that everybody should look into. The same thing with augmented reality. Right? You should have each one of your products also in the augmented reality space because every one of these platforms that's doing the shopping, whether it's Shopify or any other ones, are preparing to take each product in the augmented reality space. We are in one of the greatest shifts that has ever happened in human history. Everybody been taken off of their normal job, their normal nine to five, their normal thinking, their normal career path, and they were given time to think outside their normal programming. And when they did that, it set them into some new habits, right? Now, one of the biggest products in America, or the first greatest product in America, was the black body. But now, the resource of your body is becoming less valuable because they don't need you. They're going to put a robot in your place. Now, we're going to get rid of human error and put artificial intelligence into place. So well, if they're going to do it, then we need to do it so that we can build up our own future. So when we're talking about creating products, everybody in here, number one, we want to talk about a list of things you need. 
You should be studying augmented reality. You should be studying generative design. Because what's happening now is you don't need to be the greatest engineer, you need to be the greatest designer. So you can tell the robot what to create. Tell the artificial intelligence what to create. So we need to learn these particular skill sets that will be the most valuable ones in the future because the children now are gonna to have to create their own job based on the skills and the creative learning that they utilize. And without that, we're gonna be working for everybody else, begging for jobs, hoping to vote, going to filling up the churches and the mosques and praying to God for another solution while technology is here. Oh, man. everything it's you said here. just resonated with me and it, it, it may sound like he's fantasizing, but it's already happening as far as when we look at uh, Microsoft, mm -hmm. we look at Facebook, right. what's it called? The, um, the technology with the, with the head? The, the Oculus. Glasses, the Oculus of Facebook. Yep. And even when, remember a couple years ago when Facebook created that robot and they had to kill it because the robot um, developed his own language with the other robot that they couldn't yeah. decode. Start processes And now they're doing their own metaverse. Yeah, right. so right, right. unfortunately a lot of times we get bogged down in our day-to-day -day life and we're just trying to just survive. Like we got so many issues with our health, our family, our kids trying to make enough money that we never really have time to think. And that's one of the great things that money provides you. It provides you with time to think. And this is why when you see people like Elon Musk and he's talking about space and you see all of these people thinking about, because they have time to think. And your mind is a, is, a, is a very powerful thing. So these things is happening, but we don't even, we're not even aware of what's happening and it's literally happening right now. So when we talk about SpaceX and we talk about exploration missions to Mars, we just look at it like it's like just a, a good story. Yeah. But like he said, these people are already planning your future for you and your children's future for them in the next hundred years. So when they actually do have colonies on Mars, now it's not funny anymore. Right, right. We, and and that, that's something that we said, man. If, if you don't have an agenda, you're gonna become a part of somebody else's. That's a fact. 100%. I just wanna say that, like, you said there's gonna be a shift. Well, this is the biggest shift right now that we've seen in human, kind, human mankind, history. right? Cool, you're absolutely right, but there's also gonna be a separation. So, for the people that don't get with the technology so they can survive in the times, yeah. this is where the separation is gonna go. This is why Donald Trump is buying them air rights so we can go higher and keep the people lower and that nice. separation is going to be terrible so I, I encourage everybody to start getting with all this technology he's talking about from the metaverse to the nfts to everything that we've been up here talking about because this is the future when there's no when there's no more dollars it's only going to be digital from here on in. and kenny burns says something the pandemic what you said that was your, that that changed your life forever the pandemic i matched my product with my purpose and I did too. And, I, and that was because my back was against the wall. When my back was against the wall, I had to think outside the box to figure out how to maintain living the same way I like living without affecting me or my family or having anybody feel it when they shut everything down for rappers, right? So I'm in the house trying to figure something out. I end up figuring out how to manipulate three other people's platforms in order for us to be able to record virtually in real time and is now called Quarantine Studio, which I've done a great deal with AWS, Amazon Web Services to actually build out the technology that I figured out in my house. And it wasn't about, I'm a techie person, it was I know how to design. I designed some shit that the techie people end up building. That was only out the urgency of me being in my house and during the pandemic. So I'm just saying that to get with this technology because it's that serious. Pretty soon, there's gonna be no need for anybody in restaurants, in supermarkets, in bodegas, all of that's gonna be wiped out as you see 
uh, they have Amazon supermarkets with no one in there, and you can't steal anything because they charging everything to your phone automatically. Like so, yep, yep. this is very serious. That's a fact. So, Jim, real, real, real quick, because biometrics. What what you what you created? I don't even want you to gloss over it. Like I know it's like you humbly speaking. Like I created Quarantine Studios, but this is the future of music. I don't want that to go underrated. Like what you're creating is the future of music. Can you explain to them? Because we had the conversation in the studio. Jim be humble with the, with the intelligence. He be humble with it. When you Jim, explained- Jim's tapped in, man. Yo, he's tapped in. When we had the conversation in the studio, we left like, yo, Jim about to change music forever. Can you explain to them exactly what Quarantine Studios is? Don't do and that what it's yet. gonna do? You got it patent? I gotta right. deal with AWS. We, sure. we ain't gonna be losing no I money. I got a non-disclosure agreement right. with Amazon. We ain't gonna Amazon. be losing no money here, brother. It. Everything packed. I just want to make uh, sure I love you. I could talk. I could talk about it. Um, <laughs> Quarantine Studios is a two-part platform. The first part is the techie platform where I figured out how to record virtually in real time, um, anywhere and can have anything on the screen at the same time. Um, so my engineer lives in Atlanta. I record in New York. I was showing Styles how to do it the other day. I, I was amazed. That's what I'm saying. I, like, like, he just, I, felt, um, I literally felt like a dumb, dumb, dumb old man. Like I was 150. <laughs> I was looking like, what are you doing? He literally recorded by himself, talking to me, engineer with somebody else. I was like, yo, that was very genius. Very, very, very genius. So we, uh, we, were changed, we changed the recording process for what artists know it as to how it's going in the future, all because when they shut everything down, they shut the studios down also. So in the urgency of trying to record to make some money through streams and stuff like that, this is what popped up out of that. So now we got Quarantine Studios and now artists can do music with artists in Africa. New independent artists can do music with all around the world with having an engineer on Mars as long as they have Wi-Fi. But the thing is, now, Amazon built my technology in the cloud. And I don't know if anybody know about cloud technology, but the whole quarantine studio is now in the cloud. So you don't actually need a computer. You just need to have a computer present. So for artists and for engineers and producers, now you don't need to have a, a, a hard drive to have all your beats on. You can just go to a computer, download your whole computer off the cloud, and then get to work, and then put it back in the cloud. And now. Uh, studios can't steal music anymore and, and bootleg and do whatever you think because now you there's no one that can crack the code. Yeah, clap it up for this dude, man. Are you kidding me? Hey, you know what's so dope? <laughs> Jim, Jim, Are you kidding me, Jim? Jim, Jim? Jim is really a nerd. He's really a nerd. <laughs> Shout out to Cardinal Hayes. No, what's so dope, though, about music is that, number one, everything in music has changed already, what people notice or not, right? The distribution channel for music is completely different. Really, the only thing you need for music right now is marketing, right? Because you can take your music right now, turn it into an NFT, take the album cover, upload it, and you can sell it whatever you want to, and everybody on the planet will have access to it as long as they got an internet, right? So you don't even need Apple, you don't need Spotify, you don't need nobody. That's your distribution At channel all. right there. You just need Quarantine Studios, you can literally Make the record. Quarantine Studios. Get the quarantine. <laughs> but, but that goes with any product All you sell. Whether it's a book, whether it's clothing. Like, I, we talk about crypto, right? And everybody talk about buying and investing in crypto. But my brother Slice shift my mind with it. Like, we don't buy dollars. You want to learn how to earn cryptocurrency, right? And that's the new model that we want to get into because we think too consumer-based. 
So one of the goals that I want for everybody, number one, is to write their own book, right? And when you write that book, you put it on the blockchain. The blockchain creates this uh, um, library of existence to where it's on there forever, it can't be changed, right? And your mark in human history is there, plus it's a new stream of income. So every single product that you got right now can now have a whole new sales channel. And I don't look at the technology, or I don't look at the market, I look at the technology. Right? So blockchain is like the new internet, and I want people to understand that because a whole new stream, right, for you to be able to create a new income and build wealth is now in existence. And everybody is stuck struggling, right, with the fiat version of just collecting dollars. Well, if dollars about to die out, why don't you just go straight to the crypto? Let's, let's, tell, them what, what, let's tell them what we say about crypto. Crypto is to bank the unbanked and to, yeah. right? Yeah. So, Crypto is important to the point as we can use crypto as collateral for real estate if any of y'all like real estate. So say I got $100,000 in crypto and I need to take out $50,000 to put in real estate to buy this house. There are platforms uh, such as like Celsius. I could put my $100,000 in that crypto platform. They're going to hold it. Thank and I'm going to be able to pull that $50,000 cash and put it on that house. But here's the thing. My $100,000 is still in crypto. So Bitcoin might go up to a, a $100,000 before the year is over. So if my $100,000 is in crypto, that means it's going to double or triple before the year is over. So that $50,000 I just borrowed really is nothing because I just made more money than I borrowed and I'm paying that 50 cent back. Now, I'm just telling you how it works in crypto. Now, you got to be smart about the market because there's a risk in everything. But when you win the game, you will understand more. That's why I encourage everybody to take $100 out and just invest in crypto. Like, just, just, just invest in it. Just learn about it. Get you a crypto wallet, uh, uh, crypto.com or Binance or, 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 one of the, or one of those platforms. And just learn about it. We have a... ATM crypto machine at my booth that I'm gonna be at. Y'all gonna come back there and I could I could give you a lot of knowledge about how it goes. But let's say you have ten thousand dollars in your house, sitting in your house that that does nothing for you but accumulate dust or rather eat it, right? But if you take that same ten thousand dollars and put it in crypto without doing anything, you're gonna make seven percent on that dollar every year on whatever you put in, like Ethereum or or Bitcoin. So now that ten thousand dollars just made you. Seven hundred dollars, right? And that's the versus the, the banks, but collecting zero point six percent interest. Oh, that ten thousand dollars would have made you uh ten cent yeah. in the bank, literally. <laughs> this is that the type of numbers you, you that the would bank lose would money because of inflation. Actually, break it down, and we are in the midst of inflation. If you don't see that everything, a fifty cent bag of chips, Doritos is now two dollars. Everything is going up before our eyes. That's why they letting all this money go. That's why you was able to get all these PPP loans. That's why they doing all of this. So they want people to hopefully get a chance to understand in this separation. This is why we're here today to let y'all know how important it is. They gave us all that money to not trick us, but hopefully, mm -hmm. because they gave the same money to the white people. Not to say if no white people in, I don't want to be, but they gave the same money to the white people, but they handled their money different. They didn't go by the Dior. They didn't go by the Drip. They didn't go by Come none on. of that. Come on. Because they understand financial literacy. Where we stuck at is we in the hood and we want to look good and we never get one up. That's why we're here to try to put people on the game so that you can make some money, show you a difference in what you think financial wealth is to what financial wealth really is. This Facts. is why we're here. Facts. Jimmy, I am so impressed with your motherfucking. <laughs> this shit is yeah. blowing my mind. <laughs>
Yeah, and that's a fact. <laughs> so, Birds, I got you, I got you. Birds one, one, one question before we wrap um, for you is um, leveraging your cultural capital. So you have been a superstar in the nightlife game for a long time. And speaking of liquor brands, that's obviously real big in the nightlife. And you talked about before where you promoted other liquor, but you never really got anything now. But now you got Uncle Nearest where you're actually an owner in that. So what was the mind shift change where it's like, all right, people's using me and, and my venues and what I'm promoting to sell liquor as opposed to just being a brand ambassador. I want to be an owner. Uh, I know we're talking about crypto, but I think social currency is the most important currency that exists. I have uh, been blessed to be around culture since what I think is the golden era of hip hop. And I've seen many forms. I've seen many people come and go. And I've seen many things happen. For me, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just kept moving forward. And as I moved forward, I stayed open to receive. See, trial and error is a motherfucker. And I think it's the best teacher because all of us have learned so much from trial and error. And when I got into the spirits world, I didn't hold back ideas. I gave them away for free because in my mind, I create something new tomorrow. And as I adopted that formula, honestly, it worked best for me because as I put, you know, Grey Goose, you know, Grey Goose came to me, yo, your man Puff got all these flavors. We got La Poire L'Orange, can you help us? We gonna give you Atlanta. And if you do Atlanta right, we gonna give you a million dollars to do whatever you want. Went up 478% in the market. They put a million dollars on my American Express. I sponsored Drake's tour. I was just doing things to get, it, you know, get in the game. But what I saw was how much they really needed me. And that, in tune, put the battery in my back and helped me identify my superpowers. But I want to tell y'all, we don't have the answers as far as, oh, we knew when it hit. We just kept going. But we knew that we couldn't be like our forefathers and mothers with the stingy crab in the barrel mentality, we had to be open to receive. And I think a lot of even, when I say I'm proud of Jimmy, I'm proud of Jimmy. I seen this guy from a knucklehead to a father, husband, businessman, like I seen his growth. And to even see him in crypto, that's some old other shit that we wouldn't grow up thinking we'd be doing. Am I lying? This is not fabricated. This is something we wouldn't have thought of. So. For me, y'all, and I want to shout out Uncle Nearest, the fastest growing independently owned American whiskey in U.S. history, founded by a black woman. We are doing 250,000 cases this year with no support from my, from, 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 you would think, like every club I've ever hosted in my life or every rapper that I gave, got money, gave, it ain't, hello? It, it's not there, but look how God works. Because as long as you are walking in your purpose, you will get everything you came for. I promise you that. I am a living, breathing example. But you also, the one most important thing I said that you have to do is stay open to receive. You cannot be jaded by something that is not in your control. You cannot, you cannot do that to yourself. You are shorting yourself and your dreams by doing that. But I, I just think that you have to continue, ladies and gentlemen, and I, and I know they're going to get on me for this one, but I had to say it because I, I know we're ending soon. Coming here is the right thing because these brothers are legit. Take the information, though, and use it how you would use it. There's a lot of pyramid schemes in this game that you guys are in and that you want to be in. I want to encourage you to follow your gut, follow your truth. 
Because like my brother said, you cannot run from the truth. And if you fact check some shit, you're going to find the answers. Do not continue to, continue to double down on the bullshit. Keep investing in brothers like these. Thank you, thank you. That's love, my brother. 19, Appreciate that. 19 Keys, before we wrap, we over time, but before we wrap, can you talk, you just created a platform, I believe. Um, can you talk about that? Yes, sir. So the platform we he talking about is the first black-owned crypto and forex exchange. Clap it up for that, please. Now, the reason why this is important is because from everything that we talk about, I talk about our relationships with the culture, the world, specifically our diaspora. And it starts off as what I call the slave ship. That's our first relationship. Well, we own nothing and we controlled by everything, right? So many of us get into crypto or Forex, but we don't control the market whatsoever, right? And then that next relationship is ownership, right? where we decide to take control of our problems so that we can own our solutions, right? And then the next level of that is rulership, right? Where we detach from the problems completely and we just control everything. And so what we wanted to do was not just teach people about crypto, not just teach people about Forex, but own the platforms that they own. So we calling it the great migration for all of those that are into trading crypto pairs or trading Forex, now you can trade it but all of the money that's made on the transaction side coming back to somebody who looks like you. Because you're talking about an industry, a billion dollar industry, and there's nobody black that's owned. How many times we celebrate the first black? That is not an accomplishment. You what's what's the name of it? It's called the Wealth Standard Exchange. And the reason that it's called the Wealth Standard Exchange is because we want to make wealth standard instead of it being so revolutionary. So once you come to our platform, all September, we're gonna be providing free education. We have a whole itinerary where everyone gets to come and learn how to trade. You bring other people in and you get paid as long as they're trading. We're giving you the signals. So we incentivize us to even have better behavior when we actually own the platforms because we don't have to sell the course, right? So now we can teach a whole new skill set to the culture that they have to build wealth because we see what's happening to the job market. We know college is a scam in my humble opinion, you understand me? And even high school, you go to four years without any skill sets that allow you to build wealth. So I don't care what age group you are in, period. If you come over here to us, then we will teach you a new skill set so you can start trading in the market, making money and putting other people on, and you can ensure on the transaction side that that money is coming back to the culture. There it goes, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, gentlemen, wow. gentlemen. Make, make some noise. Me? You know what I'm talking about? Make some noise for these <laughs> gentlemen. But before we go, before we go, Abdullah, I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta do a gift. This is our only panel that we hosted today. Um, and this was, this was dope for me, a dope experience. So, Hold on. you know, it's Balance always, Come it's, up, man. it's better, it's better to- Happy birthday to all the Virgos in the motherfucking building. You know what Yeah. It's better, it's better to give then receive. So if you've been following my drip report all weekend, you know I've been having a custom EYL. Drip, drip responsibly, Jeff. That is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. So 19 Keys, my brother. Yes, sir. So 19 Keys is from Oakland, California. Talk to me so, then. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Show the other side. Yeah, yeah. You got to show the other side. Yeah, so that's that. Officially, Sam. That's always been one of it's my favorite. Day. <laughs> that's always been one of my favorite joints right there. Styles, when I think of Styles, you know he's the hardest. 
So when you think of what sport that is, to me, it's hockey. So if you take that out, Troy, can you take that out for him, please? Troy? Got it, got it. <laughs> yes, sir. I got the Rangers. Okay. Yeah. The Rangers. Rangers jersey. You know, you know, Jim is from Manhattan, and um, you know the Knicks. We went through the old school retro. We did the retro. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to yes, my brother yes, Mike our B. Brother Mike, our brother Mike. Shout out to my brother Mike B. Mike B. You fire, Mike B. Yeah, yeah. That's that Bogart. That's that Mike B. Too. Yeah. That's Mike B. Right there, dog. Yeah, Bogart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our bro. All black owned. All black owned. Yes, all black owned. Oh, you make sure y'all check this out. Word this is up. what we got to do as business people. All black owned. I got on all black owned right this here, is, too. This is Mike B. Bogart. All black, black, black. Yes. Yes. I know you was just with him the other day. Everything so, black. Kenny, we, you are the king of Atlanta. So we did not just the regular Atlanta jersey. If you really study sports, that is the retro Atlanta Brave color baseball yes, jersey sir. yes yes sir kb the general that's fine yes. appreciate you appreciate y'all gentlemen let's get a pick let's get a pick let's get a pick if hey can. stand up to your feet round of applause for these gentlemen yeah 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 we thank them as always my graduates from my school being forbes backdrop backdrop <laughs> A mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.